0: Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I am in Georgia, and I hope the weather is as wonderful wherever you are as it is right here because it's gorgeous. partly cloudy. It's in the 70s. This is the sort of weather I wish we had all the time, but we we don't. Um, I I need you to think about a question. Hang on. I have to do this. You'll learn later. I need you to think about a question audience. How much does a cow weigh? We'll discuss. Oh, y'all just got to stick around for this one. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to you got to just just we'll get there, but first, we have important stuff to talk about. Instead of someone ordering a quarter of a cow and thinking it would be 40 pounds of meat. <laughs> okay. So there's a question circulating. I just so happen to have been in a former life an elections lawyer. So I might know what I'm talking about. There is a question Does Ron DeSantis have to resign? to run for president of the United States because Florida has a resign to run law. Georgia does too. A lot of states have what are called resign to run laws. And this is the way those laws work. If you are in government and you are, let's just say, county commissioner, and you want to run for the state legislature, you have to resign your county commission seat to run for the state legislative seat if— you will still be serving in office when the state legislative session takes over. So if your terms overlap, let's say your county commission seat goes from 2002 to 2006, uh, but you want to run for a state legislative position that would uh, start in 2004, well, you've got to resign your seat because the terms overlap. I realize we're using past dates. That's fine. You get the point. Uh, resign to run laws. A lot of states have them. Florida has a resign to run law as well. And it applies to people in the state who want to run for state office and people in the state who want to run for federal office. When Charlie Crist was governor of Florida, uh, Florida changed its resign to run law to make it very clear it did not apply to presidential runs. Then in 2018, when Rick Scott was still governor of Florida, they ch- got rid of that clarification and put it back to the old language. So there's been a question of does it apply to the governor wanting to run for president or not? I've read the statute, and I'm not sure that it does. I actually think the Senate president in Florida says it doesn't apply to presidential runs, and there's no reason to change it. The House of Representatives in Florida thinks it's ambiguous, and they should clarify it, and they're advancing legislation. This all came to a head yesterday when a Trump supporter from Fox Business, put out that his sources say Donald Trump is going to go to Tallahassee and personally lobby the legislature not to change the law. I don't know who his sources are, but I think they're probably idiots. How bad, just just pull back for a second, how bad would it look for Donald Trump to go to Tallahassee and encourage the legislature not to change the law, it would make him look like he was scared of DeSantis getting into the race. But I actually think the uh, president of the state Senate has an argument. So the law is FS. FS stands for Florida Statute. FS 99.012. And the relevant section of that law is Section 4. Let me read this to you. Any officer who qualifies for federal public office must resign from the office he presently holds if the terms or any part thereof run concurrently with each other. DeSantis would be governor through 2026. The presidency would begin January 20th of 2025. Therefore, the terms would run concurrently with each other. Therefore. Under this, an officer who qualifies for federal public office must resign if the terms run concurrently with each other. But you have to read the entirety of the section together. So that's section A of, of uh, there, that's subsection A. Subsection B, the resignation will be irrevocable. Subsection C, the resignation must be submitted at least 10 days before the first day of qualifying for the office. Subsection D, the written resignation must be effective no later than the earlier of the following dates. The date the officer would take the office if elected or the date of the officer's successor is required to take office. So what this essentially means is that if you decide to qualify for another office 10 days before you qualify, you've got to send in a resignation. And if if the next office if the date you would take office is January 1st of 2024, you gotta sit in and say, I'm resigning effective January 1st, 2024. You gotta do this before you even qualify, which means you are forced to resign whether you win the next office or not. Based on the reading of this, however, you don't have to resign until the date you would win. So according to this, if Ron DeSantis qualifies for federal office he has to submit a resignation that would be effective uh, the date he would take that next office if elected, which is January 20th, 2025, would be when he's sworn in, except there's a catch. Let me reread this to you. Any officer who qualifies for federal office must resign. The resignation must be submitted at least 10 days before the first day of qualifying for the office. Notice the word Qualify. Qualifying is a legal procedure. Qualifying means that you fill out a form and say, I'm going to run for X office. I pledge to run just for this office and no other office and pledge that if I am elected, I will uh, serve and protect the Constitution of the United States and that of Florida, and I will pay a fee. Now, follow along with me here. This work gets a little complicated. That's Florida statute 99.012. And then from there, you get 99.021, which talks about how you qualify. You fill out a piece of paper, you take an oath, and you pay a fee. And then the Florida statute breaks down the offices that you qualify for federal, state, county, or district. And then it tells you if you qualify for federal offices, here's what you do for the Senate. If you're qualifying for federal offices in the House of Representatives, here's what you do. If you're qualifying for governor, lieutenant governor, here's what you do. If you're qualifying for another statewide office, not lieutenant governor, here's what you do. If you're qualifying for local office, here's what you do. Doesn't have a section on qualifying for president. The DeSantis legal team, the attorney general of Florida and the president of the state Senate don't believe this applies to running for president. Why? A couple of reasons. One, this is about qualifying for office and the Florida statutes govern the procedure by which you qualify for office. And again, qualifying is a legal procedure by which you fill out a form, sign your name, and pay some money. And according to the statutes, in context, you have to qualify for the U.S. Senate, for the U.S. House, for governor, for lieutenant governor, for ag commissioner, for state senate, for state house, for local legislative and judicial bodies and and local city government. There's no section on how you qualify for president of the United States. It's not in there. Instead, the presidential process is governed by a completely separate set of laws. And that completely separate set of laws does not include qualifying. It never even mentions the word qualifying. The language regarding running for president says essentially the Republican and the Democratic parties will hand names to the Secretary of State of people who would like to be on the ballot to seek the nomination for president. And they will be voted on in a presidential primary that is completely separate from all of the other primaries with races where you qualify. So not only do your does your name appear on a ballot in an election that is completely separated by law from all the races in which qualifying happens, but also you don't qualify. You don't fill out a form. You don't take an oath. You don't take the fee with the secretary of state. You go to the state party and the state party handles it. It's a completely separate procedure in a completely separate section of the Florida law, of the Florida statutes. So the DeSantis people are arguing they don't, since the presidency isn't an office with which you qualify under state law, the resign to run rules don't apply. Now you should know something else lawyers on the other side Donald Trump will argue well because they clarified it for Charlie Crist and they explicitly put in a provision that said qualifying didn't apply to the presidency and then they got rid of it that that sh- is the preponderance of evidence is that well clearly they mean it to apply to the presidency since they changed it to clear it up for Charlie Crist and then put it back clearly they they meant that the qualifying res- resigned to run laws applied for the presidency. If I were on the other side of the argument, however, I would point out that even then when they changed it for Charlie Crist, both Charlie Crist and the state Senate argued it was unnecessary at the time. They allowed the clarification to go through. The state house wanted to clarify it. But even then, the Florida attorney general, the governor, the state Senate all said it doesn't apply. There's no reason to make this change. The preponderance of evidence here under statutory construction, when you're in law school, uh, you take a class on statutory construction and and statutory interpretation. And essentially, there are rules that govern uh, how you read statutes to understand what they mean. So when you take a rule and it says you must resign to run for another office if you qualify for that office, well, it's about qualifying. And then you see here are all of the offices under the law which you qualify for the U.S. Senate is named, the U.S. House is named, the governor is named, lieutenant governor is named, the various commissioners are named, the state legislatures named, the judicial offices are named, the county offices are named, the, the municipal offices are named. They go through great specificity to name all of the offices for which you must qualify. The presidency is not listed. In fact, the presidency is several chapters of laws over. The preponderance in the interpretation would be that no one ever thought that qualifying for president was a thing, that it doesn't apply to the qualification rules. Therefore, DeSantis doesn't have to qualify, and therefore DeSantis doesn't have to resign to run. I think that's a very good argument. It's the argument that the Florida Attorney General has consistently maintained over the last decade. It's an argument that the state Senate has maintained over the past decades. Uh, it, it seems to make sense to me that, in fact, we've all been in circles over this issue where a Florida House member submitted a change of the law to clarify it. it. We all looked at that and said, oh, DeSantis must be wanting this to be pushed. I have, I can confirm, talked to members of DeSantis' team, and they have all told me he did not push for it. He has never thought it was necessary, and this is just one member of the state house who is trying to be helpful, but their legal opinions that they have say, He doesn't have to resign to run, has no intention of resigning to run. And this Trump kabuki theater of resigning to run is misguided because he doesn't have to do it. Their reading of the law, I think, is fine. I don't think DeSantis has to resign to run. Uh, And the idea that he must resign to run, George W. Bush was the sitting governor of Texas. He did not resign to run for president. Bill Clinton was the sitting governor of Arkansas. He did not resign to run. Um, Michael Dukakis was the sitting governor of of Massachusetts. He did not resign to run. Barack Obama was the sitting senator from Illinois. He did not resign to run. You do not need to resign your present office to run for the presidency. The only person who did was Bob Dole. Bob Dole was the Senate Majority Leader. He got bullied by the Democrats and the press into resigning his office in 1996 The Senate Majority Leader. The Republicans, the conservatives, frankly, there was no love lost there anyway for him. They pushed him out the door. That's the only reason Bob Dole resigned. The idea that an incumbent to office must resign in order to run for the presidency is novel in American history. And the law in Florida does not appear to apply to Ron DeSantis. So he should be good to go whenever he wants, which now begs the question of, why hasn't he at least gotten an exploratory committee off the ground? He should have done that. Hello, America. I have a question to ask you. I asked you at the beginning of this hour. It's a very important question. How big is a cow? Now, you should know one of the, one of the few times my father ruthlessly wailed on my backside. <laughs> when I was a kid... So I got two older sisters and I love them dearly, but every time we would go past a cow pasture, I would point out the car window and very loudly explain, look, Gretchen's out of the car and point to the cows. She'd be sitting right next to me. Did not go over well. And finally, one day my father had enough and began to ruthlessly wail on my backside and force me to apologize to my sister for suggesting she was a cow. Well, someone who will go nameless who's probably listening through the wall right now decided to order a quarter of a cow. I've been wanting to do this, so I'm actually kind of excited. Someone I know did this. Uh, But nonetheless, he he ordered a quarter of a cow and just assumed it yield about 40 pounds of meat. Do you know how much cow weighs people? Cows, fully grown cows, weigh well over a 1,000 pounds. When you subtract the bones and the like, you're still dealing with a very large animal. So, Mr. I'm going to order a quarter of a cow and it's going to yield about 40 pounds of meat instead is getting about 110 pounds of meat, which means bourbon and cigars on Sunday nights just got a whole lot better, and I bet I'm going to be doing a lot of cooking of a cow that I don't own but it's like, have you seen a cow in person? And his response was, who does that? Oh my gosh, clearly clearly he was just using my sister as comparison and my dad's gonna beat us both now. (laughs) All right, I gotta move on to Patriot Mobile. Y'all should be doing business with Patriot Mobile because you get guaranteed cell phone service. I'm looking out my office window now. And I can see one of the cell towers that Patriot Mobile uses. They use the Mm -hmm. same cell tower as my other cell phone provider. I got two lines, one theirs, one in other companies use the same cell towers. I get fantastic service wherever I go. You can too. And all you got to do is go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric, PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT and tell them, I sent you, you get free activation. They will take a portion of their profits that you help them grow and donate it to the conservative causes you care about, which makes them so unique, so cool. They've been attacked so much by the left for doing that. You can take your existing phone number to them. You can get a brand new phone number if you want, or you can take your existing phone number to them. You can get a new phone, or if your phone is unlocked and not like carrier sponsored, you can use your existing phone. They're a great company with great service, good people. They share your values. They are explicitly Christian conservative in their operation. So go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric today, or call them 972-PATRIOT, 100% U.S.-based customer service, and help grow the conservative movement with guaranteed great service from your cell phone company. Greetings, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. I got to play you some audio from our president. He came out of his basement to say this yesterday. Building secure and resilient supply chains and pioneering the clean energy economy, investing together to ensure our future... Will be grounded in the values that we share, which have always, always made us strong. Now, the, the clean energy, they are really obsessed with this clean energy stuff. Jennifer Granholm was the governor of Michigan. She testified before the Senate. Joni Ernst was questioning her. You, you got to hear this to believe it. Do you support the military adopting that EV fleet by 2030? I do, and I think we can get there as well. And I do think that reducing our reliance on the volatility of globally traded fossil fuels, where we know that global events such as the war in Ukraine can jack up prices for people back home it it, uh, does not contribute to energy security. I think energy security is uh, achieved when we have homegrown clean energy that is abundant, like you see in Iowa. We think that we can uh, be a leader globally in how we have become energy independent. Friends, ladies and gentlemen, the energy secretary for the Biden administration is testifying before the United States Senate that she wants the American military to be all electric by 2035. How, in the name of God Almighty Himself and all that is decent and holy in the entire universe, do you plug up a tank in the middle of a battle? To charge it. How do you plug up a tank in the middle of a battle? They're shooting at you. Deploy the solar panels. Oh, my gosh. They've launched the smoke bombs to block the sun. Fire up the unicorn farts. Sir, the unicorns forgot to get on the ark. We don't have any. What? It just... just Ladies and gentlemen, there are moments on this program where I wish I could cuss. What an idiot! What, what an absolute idiot. The idea <laughs> we're gonna plug up the, the helicopters! Can you imagine the ginormous extension cord we gotta stick into the into the into the tank as it rolls out on the battlefield? Hey Joe, you can only go 35 yards. We're so screwed. They want a complete electric vehicle. Do do you know there's a story in the Los Angeles? I intentionally refused to talk about this story because I have spent so much time on electric vehicles in the past two weeks. It's like I, I, I don't need to spend any more time on electric vehicles. But it's a guy who's now like being harassed in Los Angeles. He wrote an op ed. He is a supporter of electric vehicles. He has an electric vehicle. He doesn't even own a Tesla because Elon Musk is is too conservative. And now he wants to get rid of his electric vehicle. Why? Because he says charging is too unreliable. There aren't enough chargers. They take too long. Very often, they're not actually supercharging, even though they claim to be superchargers. And too often, they're broken. And if you leave urban areas, there aren't enough electric charging stations to make it worth your while that too many times he's been nearly stranded. He's an advocate of electric vehicles. He has an electric vehicle, and he's ready to ditch his electric vehicle because the infrastructure is not there. And now the Biden administration, I mean, what the heck? We're we're, going to invade some country. We're going to go defend Americans. In Sudan, let's take Sudan as a perfect example. 20,000 Americans are stranded in Sudan and need evacuation. 20,000. I guarantee you Sudan does not have electric charging stations and some progressives are there. Well, we could put a solar panel on the tanks and the solar panels are going to charge the tank and we'll have unlimited running on sunshine energy to evacuate the Americans. Till a shamal comes up. Do you know what a shamal is? A shamal is a giant sandstorm that blots out the sun. They're pretty common in Sudan. We are run by idiots. We get the government we deserve. She wants the military to be electric. Now, let's do something the left would never do to us. Our ways are not their ways. So let's do something for Elizabeth Granholm. Elizabeth Granholm would never do for us. Let's be charitable. Let's presume she doesn't mean the tanks. Now, you should know the head of NATO has talked about electric tanks, that we will have electric tanks on the battlefield. Uh, the head of NATO is an idiot. Well, let's presume Jennifer Granholm just means the Humvees and the Jeeps. She doesn't actually mean the tank. She, she means the transport vehicles. Even then, you deploy to Iraq? You want to know how the, the Iraqis beat us? They blow up the power station so we can't charge the freaking vehicles. I mean, this is kind of a no-brainer. I, I realize under the Geneva Accords and all of that, you, you're not allowed to attack civilian infrastructure you know what happens in war war is hell they're going to blow up the power plants because they're going to say well the americans need the power to to power the batteries on their tanks so we're going to blow up the power station screw the people i mean in war bad things happen Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping do not care about Geneva when they go to war with us. They're going to kill the civilians too. These people are willfully naive idiots. The idea that we are going to electrify our American military and then just think about this. There are parts of the military you just simply can't convert. you can't run an F-35 on a battery. You're not gonna ever run an Abrams tank on a battery. The Abrams tank is already heavy enough with an internal combustion engine. You're not gonna be able to put them on airplanes and transport them if you get rid of the internal combustion engines and put in batteries, they're going to be too heavy for the planes to take off. We're finding that in the civilian world now. We had a parking garage in New York City collapse under the weight of electric vehicles, it now seems. More and more parking garages are having to put the chargers on the ground floor because of the weight of all the electric vehicles. They are so much heavier than vehicles with an internal combustion engine. You're not going to put a bunch of Abrams tanks on a plane and fly them around the world if they have batteries. They're going to be too heavy for the plane to take off. You add the battery-powered weight of the the tank to the battery-powered weight of the plane, you can't get off the ground. But there's more logistical problems. You're still not going to divest yourself of all the fossil fuel. Your F-35 isn't going to run on a battery. It'd be too heavy to take off your m one a one tank it's it's not actually ever gonna run on a battery. It's gonna have to have fuel. As you reduce the amount of available resources for fossil fuels within the military and civilian life, that fuel becomes even more expensive and it becomes less readily available. You're disrupting your supply when you're still gonna have the military demand. The logic of the electric vehicle revolution doesn't work in a military setting. The logic of the electric vehicle doesn't work in civilian life. More and more electric vehicle activists like this guy who wrote the op-ed in the Los Angeles Times are starting to realize it's not going to work well for everybody. It doesn't practically work. The Biden administration is rushing us headlong into national suicide for the belief that the world would be be better off if we stopped burning gas. And the reality is we can't stop burning gas. We can't stop doing this. Kamala Harris gave a speech the other day. This is what she said. Last time I was here, I was at the Aspen Institute, um, and I know there's some people here who were part of organizing that, where with Gloria Stefan, we talked about what is happening in this region and what's happening in our country and in the world on this issue. And there were young leaders there who I met with before I went on stage, and I said, tell me how you're talking with your peers. How are you experiencing this issue? And they hipped me to something and a phrase that I had not heard before. They said they talked about climate anxiety, climate anxiety, the the, the emotional, the, the, the psychological, the mental toll that the knowledge about this crisis is taking on our young people because of you, because of you people. Climate anxiety is a thing for kids on the left. You want to know why the suicide rate and the rates of despair are so high among mostly left-wing progressive kids? That. You have failed to deal adequately with the problems. You have failed to talk about the problems in a rational way. You have failed as leaders to lead and instead have tried to scare the snot out of people to get your way. And it hasn't worked. And now you got a bunch of kids who are suicidal because they think you're going to destroy the planet. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez the other day said, we don't even have 10 years left. We got four years left. or We're all going to hell. I guess we're going to burn because we're not going to solve the problem in the next four years you have the Secretary of Energy who thinks we're going to convert the entirety of the American military to battery-powered vehicles. Every helicopter, every tank, every Jeep, and every Humvee will come with a multi-mile-long electric cord so they can plug it in to run it while they're driving through the deserts of Iraq. I hope the extension cords will be colored the color of sand instead of those orange ones, because otherwise, ISIS and Al Qaeda are going to just shoot anything orange in the desert. We'll shut off their electric power. We'll kill their extension cords. Is it any wonder China is looking at us thinking, my gosh, we don't have to lift a finger. They're going to take themselves out. Yes, that's what the Biden administration is going to do. We're going to Take ourselves out, plugging in a tank on a battlefield until the extension cord runs out or the battery dies. That is no way to be the leader of the free world. That is to be the slave of China. And that ultimately, I think, is the end goal of this administration. They just don't care to be public about that. Uh, speaking of plugging things in, your computers, uh, I had computer issues this morning. Thankfully, I-, I could fix mine. But, you know, if if you need tech support and you don't want to even carry your computer and you you, you bought one at a big box store, you really should consider vision computers. I'm, I'm building a custom PC for my kid with them, and they're so easy to work with. Uh, they can talk you through what you really need, what you don't. They're not trying to upsell you to stuff you don't need. They're trying to get you what you need, maybe what you want as well and they give you fantastic customer support. You're only on hold with them about 15 seconds. They can do so much remotely, you never even have to carry your your computer into the shop. Wherever you are in the United States of America, you can work with Vision Computers and they can custom build PCs for yourself, for your family, for your office, and then they can manage your IT for you, help you with your email, help you with your printer. If you haven't bought a computer from them, you got one and you need help, you're tired of taking it to, to some geek somewhere to fix, all you do is pay a, a low annual fee to Vision, and they'll become your tech support. They actually answer the phones. That's what sets them apart. They literally actually answer the phones within about 15 seconds so that you have world-class customer support. In this day and age, the companies that are segmenting themselves so you use them for life are companies like Vision where their customer support is world-class. So if you've got a senior citizen relative who needs an access to computer just to keep up with the kids, but you're stressed out trying to help them as tech support, rely on vision. They'll take care of your senior citizen family member. They can help them with their email, with their printer. You name it. You can custom build something with them. Go to 404 Compute. Just call them. Pick up the phone wherever you are nationwide, 404 Compute, or you can go to visioncomputers.com. Vision is singular, computers is plural, visioncomputers.com. Just spend a few minutes with them. I, I Honestly, you should take me up on this and just call them, 404 Compute, and see how quick it takes them to answer the phone, and you'll be sold just on how quick it takes them to answer the phone. Visioncomputers.com, 404 Compute. Let Vision be your computer center. Hi there. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, they can help your business grow. Reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com. Buying a building, building a building, expanding a franchise, need $750,000 or more. Firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you. Firstlibertyga.com. How much is this Disney lawsuit an in-kind contribution to Ron DeSantis? If you haven't heard yet, uh, today Disney has filed a federal lawsuit in the Northern District of Florida Against Ron DeSantis, claiming um, contract clause violations, takings violations, First Amendment violations, due process violations. Uh, how much is this as an in-kind contribution to DeSantis? Uh, the the contract clause violations don't have legal merit under Supreme Court precedent, more likely than not. Their First Amendment claims actually probably aren't that good because it went beyond Disney's speech to actual advocacy of legislation using lobbyists, and DeSantis countered, and he's allowed to do that under Supreme Court precedent. Uh, This just makes DeSantis uh, look good. Remember, Disney is one of the many woke corporations in the country that has publicly advocated for left-wing values in the country, and DeSantis fighting back gets sued by Disney. This makes him look like someone they are scared of, and the odds are very good that he would get a win in federal court. The odds are very good... DeSantis to get a win. Now, the judge that this is going to be in front of is a judge who hates DeSantis, a, a liberal federal judge. Disney was smart in their venue, but it doesn't matter. He can get a big appeal all the way to the 11th Circuit up in Atlanta, uh, which is uh, Florida's in the 11th Circuit. That head's headquartered in Atlanta. I Disney has an obligation to their shareholders to fight. They clearly feel their business is threatened by DeSantis. So they've decided to fight with this lawsuit. It is going to do nothing but burnish Desantis's credentials on the right. I mean, literally, DeSantis can say, they never sued Donald Trump. Donald Trump never did anything to cause a corporation to sue him, but I took on the wokes, and they're literally suing me in court. This helps DeSantis. Uh, Bob Iger has returned to Disney. He, he keeps his shareholders happy. This is clearly designed as a way to keep the shareholders happy. Uh, it, it, I, I got to tell you, though, this has got to make DeSantis happy as well. The DeSantis team has released a statement on what Disney is doing. According to the DeSantis statement, quote, we are unaware of any legal right that a company has to operate its own government or maintain special privileges not held by other businesses in the state. This lawsuit is yet another unfortunate example of Disney, of Disney's hope to undermine the will of the Florida voters and operate outside the bounds of the law. Meanwhile, DeSantis is on a world tour. He's in Japan meeting with executives of Al-Nippon Airways and Japanese Airlines, uh, hoping to get them to do nonstop flights between Orlando and Tokyo for Disney tourism. Wow, what a juxtaposition. I'm going to be interested to see if Disney submits a disclosure report to the FEC if he runs for president saying they've given him the sort of in-kind contribution. When we come back, we got to go circle back to Monday, talk about Tucker Carlson and the crazy conspiracy theories.